what's up bikers episode 171 here we are biker bar podcast super stoked wow it's like 29 man if i was better at math that would have just came right out 29 episodes until i hit 200 that's gotta that's gotta be something special right i don't even know where to start i i can tell you this much i am super amped that this year and we got sponsors. So aside from Patreon, we got Fazari. Look at that. And uh, been riding their been riding their their LaSalle frame for the last uh, I don't know what has it been a couple of months now. And honestly, it's been super fun bike. It it was not what I expected at all. It um, I really truly expected to do a little review on the frame, take it apart, sell it buy another Santa Cruz. And uh, here we are now that I'm like committing to riding their bikes all year next year. And um, man, I don't take that lightly. Honestly, it um, I, I, I don't want to talk about any company on here the way that I'm talking about them or the way that I've been like talking about Tasco. You know, that's another sponsor without letting you guys know that I truly like believe in their products. So um yeah yeah definitely so if you um if you're thinking about getting a new bike just check out fazari man they got some good sales going on just like everybody else right now but honestly bike pedals really really good for 170 i couldn't believe how well it pedaled but aside from that let's talk about tasco real quick they have these black flag gloves this is the third version and it's always one of my my favorites for those of you guys that are listening, it's basically a black glove, but it kind of has like an American flag printed on it in gray. So like gray stripes instead of white stripes and gray stars. And uh, it's it's a pretty, it's a slick looking glove. And they got some socks to match. Swing over there, use code BIKERB1KER, save yourself some money, and then um, keep the sponsors happy, man. If you guys want to sponsor me directly, you can do that now on YouTube. I have a YouTube membership set up for both channels, whether you're on the biker or the biker bar channel. So you can do it either place. It'll give you uh, access to early content if I'm gonna put anything out, especially on the biker bar, anything early, but on the biker channel, more so there with the POV stuff, it would be early access there. So if you're more interested in that, sign up over there. Um, the other thing that I've been doing though that I'm super stoked about is this year, got on scale, guess what? Fat again. And uh, I'm making an effort to to get skinny, and I've been doing every week a new show called Backpedal on both channels, and basically it's live. So um, basically, it is live, 100% live every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard, and runs on both channels. But the thing is, is if you miss it live, it goes to members only. So for as little as three bucks a month, you can help support me, and check that out whenever you want. So. Let's go ahead and bring Mia on and uh, let's talk about what she's doing over there. What's going on, yes. Mia? What's going on? Congrats on the journey, man. I, I can't do what you do. Pedaling oh, on Zwift like that. Oh, That's insane. Dude. Let me tell you, I was just literally on that fucking bike like 15 minutes ago. And um, let me tell you, have you ever done Zwift? Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah it is it, a bit. It keeps your butt. <laughs> I can't stand that thing, but damn if it's not effective. So yeah, I'm considering it, but California, I've been pretty 
uh, blessed with some 60 degree weather constantly this winter. So I, I have yeah. excuse to get on the bike and pedal, right? Yeah. You know, that's the thing is like every year I've always made fun of people that use Zwift because like we live in California and normally our weather is pretty good. So I'm yeah. like, dude, you're retarded. Why would you do that? <laughs> and then um, this year, or I'm sorry, last year, it just rained so much that I was like, man, if I don't do something, I'm going to lose like all my fitness. And I did this training plan on there and it just um, put it this way. When I got done with the training plan, I got on my bike. I like wrecked every PR I had. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so it, good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's effective. That's the thing, right? It's like, dude, it sucks. But I guess like it's, I mean, you get what you put in, right? You know? hundred percent. You're, con yeah. you're convincing me to do it. I'm telling you, I, I I went from the guy that talked complete shit to everybody that did it to like the the freaking like the marketing man for him. I feel like I should get the sponsorship from Swift. <laughs> I think you should too. Wait, are you using their trainer? Uh, no, I'm not. But that's the one I recommend to everybody because honestly, for the price, it's like, yeah, I don't think you can beat it. And I feel like what they're doing with their trainer is they bought some other company, right? That yeah, that one. yeah. But I think that they're selling it at like barely a profit, you know, to like get well, more people onto their platform, you know? So it's, it's yeah. like the long game or something like, like that. 600 bucks. Yeah. It's not bad. It's equivalent to the Wahoo. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, very economical. Um, I ended up getting the Garmin one, but just because I, I had a contact at Garmin so I could get kind of a deal on it and. Share the um, wealth, right? Share the knowledge. <laughs> Man, I wish I, I don't even think I have that contact anymore. The girl that was, um, the person that I met, um, she, I think she moved on to another position and whenever the, the new dude took over, it's like, you have no, no, like no, uh, no relationship with them. They're like, oh yeah, see you yeah. later, dude. <laughs> you start getting the like slow answers, like. Hey man, could I get this product? I want to do a video on. And they're like, uh, we don't have any budget right now. <laughs> Story of like, 2024. So yeah, I just saw yeah. DC Rainmaker do like everything you ever put out. <laughs> like liar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are you what are you doing over there in the Women's Mountain Bike Network? How oh man. Um. COVID, right? I started to want to get back into, I was mainly doing cross country and I wanted to kind of do, I went to Sedona for the first time to ride a bike and I just mm -hmm. fell in love with it. And at the time I had like a, a low travel 100, 110 mm -hmm. giant something or other. And I was looking for a higher travel bike, understanding what all that meant. And I couldn't find any reviews for women on any mm -hmm. bike. And I got really frustrated with that, there, but not just with bikes. There were there wasn't anything for clothes, for gear, for nothing. And I was in law school at the time and I couldn't take it on. But I'm like, I'm going to do this when I finish law school. So mm -hmm. that was my goal is like to start a website of resources for women in mountain biking. And um, this year we're going to drop a ton of stuff. Like tomorrow I'm dropping a Rebel Ranger review. It's the bike behind me right here. Here. Mm -hmm. um but i also am doing an e-bike series where we're testing out the santa cruz heckler uh the specialized levo sl the one jess and i just did a video of yesterday i don't know if you saw the little yeah. video i did with jess oh she's hilarious um yeah so we got a lot of stuff in the works the website also i've created a community on there for folks so 
I wanted women to be able to find coaches or groups or clubs or anything um, around the world that they could find. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's starting off. Well, I've had the website for like a year now, a little over a year. So was and your initial idea just to do a website or was it like, I'm going to yeah. start doing a channel or what, like where, where did the dream start? The dream started with the website. Um, uh -huh. Back in the day, I used to, I'm a drummer. That's like what I grew up doing is playing the drums and bands and stuff. And I used to have a YouTube channel on my drumming. And I thought maybe if I can get enough subscribers doing videos too for the website, like that could be another direction we could go in. So mm -hmm. I started that. We have, we're hoping to grow that a little more now that we're going to have videos drop in. And then the podcast came about because I've had women being like, hey, we don't really have like a dedicated women's podcast. Although there are some, there are some really good podcasts out there, but I wanted to have like everyone on, not just mm -hmm. the huge content creator or the athlete or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like Shelly, who I just had that started the Enduro group for women in the East coast. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't exist for girls. And so I wanted her to tell her story. And, and after we dropped that, I had six women contact me, including one from South Africa saying, Oh, that was so inspirational. I'm trying to start doing that. And it was good to hear that she was able to overcome barriers and create that, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot, but I, I love it. And I'm trying to make this my full-time thing, dude. So <laughs> any mm -hmm. help is appreciated. You're like this lawyer thing. It's, it's not panning out. <laughs> it's for the birds. It's for the birds. That was the biggest disappointment when I finished law school and I was like, nah, I'm not going to take the bar exam. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Just whatever. But Just I mean, I do contract law now. I don't need a law degree because I'm not advising uh -huh. people. I'm not giving any advice. I just, I write contracts all day and I actually really enjoy it. I started, mm -hmm. I think I told you an MTV contracting business. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I halfway through studying for the bar exam, I was studying 60 hours a week and I, I had like a little bit of a mental, mental breakdown. It was right after yeah. COVID and, and I said, fuck this. Oh, can I swear? Yeah. It it's true? a bar. Do you need to do whatever you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. I'm starting the women's MTV network. So, uh -huh. yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. When I start, when I originally bought the, I, how, how do I cannot get the words out of my mouth today? <laughs> I bought biker.com um, in yeah. like, I don't even remember. It was probably like 2010, maybe 2011, something like that. Damn. And the, the original idea was a website. It had nothing yeah. to do with the YouTube channel at all. So kind of similar roots. I think. Um, yeah, for sure. I think it's cool. You know, like as you're talking to me, it, it kind of inspires me to to maybe do more with my website and build more of a community like I was originally kind of planning to do. But yeah, with a, with a different vision. But to be honest, at this point, man, I got like. I just keep coming up with more ways to spend the, the same amount of hours in, in the day. And it's like, I have to just draw a line in the sand somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're, and it's we're, rough when you work full time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it would be great if the, the dump truck money load of money from YouTube just showed up one day and was like, guess what? Mr. B said you can have $500,000. You don't have to work for a year, you know, or whatever the hell, you know, it'd be like, let's oh, make it happen, awesome. dude. Let's make right? it happen. You know, Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the, the MTB, Mr. Beast, the MTB, <laughs> Mr. Beast. That's what you need to be. <laughs> right. That's what so, um, yeah. I mean, so, um, when you started 
you went out. Did you ever build a website before or anything like that? No. You're just I, like, I, I learned I everything as I went. I, I figured it out. Everything that I, you see on the website, I did. Um, mm -hmm. I did have help from an awesome friend of mine who was helping with SEO because I, I talked mm -hmm. to Drew at Lone Wolf and he was like, you know, dude, SEO is key. Like you mm -hmm. have to develop that. And I'm starting to work on that more. But I just launched like an events page and we're doing a forum and I had to learn how to code. I spent the last like 10 days learning to code this forum to make sure it's going to launch right. Yeah. Which forum it. are you it's using? I'm just using the one on WordPress. There's like some plugin uh, for WordPress that works well. I'm going to test it out, see how it goes. And if it grows, like I'm working, talking with some brands to be like a sponsor so they can get banners and stuff on there to hopefully bring some mm -hmm. money in and we can get the traveling done that we want uh, for me and some of the goals on the crew. We can go to Crankworks mm -hmm. this year. We really want to go to Crankworks this year Yeah, in Whistler. Yeah, I used to do yeah. forums on websites back in the day and i used to use the php bb forum a lot that one was really nice and it integrated well into, into wordpress so that's what you're using for your website yeah so i can uh, hit you up now you should have told me that i'm gonna bug you now i'm gonna text you <laughs> like yeah. robert yeah no don't, don't don't hesitate honestly um it's not not a big deal to me and a lot of that stuff i remember when i first learned how to do web um it was like a lot of things were intimidating you know and yeah for me, I actually was, I was going to school for computer stuff, but I took an HTML class and it just didn't work out for my schedule at the time. Mm, and so okay. I had to drop the class, but I really want to learn how to do HTML. So I was like, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend whatever that hour a week is every, every week and try to like learn it online on my own. And yeah. with my typical personality, I just like that first hour turned into like, every minute that I had until I figured it out. And uh, yeah, and then then it was just from there. So um, That's it's awesome. always just been kind of like a little hobby kind of thing, but um, yeah, I'm decent at it. I mean, I've done some side gigs and stuff like that here and there. It's like, oh, that pays for some stuff. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good skill to have. I mean, think about it, even coding in general, like kids nowadays are going to need to know how to do that. The way AI is going, especially in the medical field, like if a doctor has to do something that's to do with AI on a body, like they're going to need to learn to code all that stuff. Right. So yeah. it's or you're just going to go to chat GPT and say, Hey, code me this. <laughs> Please. No, God, no. We could put on our tinfoil hat, dude. And as an IT guy, I would tell you that there's a good possibility. A lot of our jobs are going to get turned into AI. I mean, I yeah, I don't disagree with you, but it gives me hope that just recently one of my colleagues sent me an article about two lawyers that got disbarred for using chat GPT to like oh, cite really? a case or something. And the judge found out and I was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> people are checking their work. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, oh, man, man, we just really went right off the rails there straight into the wall. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's all right. I'm just. Just so <laughs> how'd you get into riding bikes? Um, seven or eight years ago, I had a really gnarly mountain, uh, not mountain bike, uh, rock climbing accident. Mm -hmm. I fell 15 feet on my back um, oh, when sure. I was bouldering. I used to rock climb a lot and um, I couldn't really, I just, I like, I fractured stuff on my back and I couldn't do the upper body that you need for a rock climber. And at that point, I played soccer my whole life. I don't have any tendons in my right ankle. Like it's been blown. So I couldn't run. So my wife's like, why don't we try mountain biking? 
And I'm like, sweet. So we went to our local bike shop and rented some bikes out for a couple of days and we loved it. Um, and then the more I started getting into gravity and downhill and tech, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is my jam here. This is what I need to be doing. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, it's been like that ever since. My wife's the one that's the main, like the cross country, the endurance machine. I discovered e-bikes, dude. And it, it just went downhill for me. Like e-bikes. <laughs> Why do you say downhill? <laughs> because I ignore some of my, so I have this beautiful custom Revel rail here that I built is like my baby. And then I sat on an e-bike and I was like, why am I, why am I struggling on this climb? Because for me, mountain biking is the challenge is in tech. I will use an analog like in Sedona all day long because that's where the challenge is. Mm -hmm. But to get to a climb quick so that I can do more laps and and practice like the e-bike is, is the shit. The Mm e-bike is where it's at for me. Have you been on an e-bike? Yeah, I've ridden one. Um, I've ridden one a couple of times and honestly, like, just recently, my perspective has completely changed. And so before, I mean, I've never been anti-e-bike because I've said this a million times on this channel, but anything that keeps people from sitting on the couch, I think is a good thing. So anybody wants to like bitch about e-bikes, like get out of town. Anyways, um, just lost three, three subscribers. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you should uh, make no. that into a t-shirt. Right, right. But uh but yeah, like before I always kind of just thought of it because I, I, there's a lot of things that I like about analog and, and, um, and probably as much as I, I like bitching about climbing, I, I actually like climbing as much, just as much, but, um, the, now with I, the I Swift like, too. yeah, I mean, apparently I just like being in pain. That's what it really comes down to. I mean, I mean, pretty much that was my whole first marriage. So, I mean, like, (laughs) oh, shots fired. (laughs) Yeah, right. But uh, no, joking aside. um, (laughs) So anyways, I I always kind of just thought of it as a way to go do shuttles and not have to um, take a bunch of trucks out. Because normally it's, you know, we coordinate four or five trucks and then that way we got them all set up in a manner where it's like like pop 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 bunch of laps and then we're like that's that you know yeah and um i've always thought man it would be nice if you know four of us could go and not have to set up all these trucks and uh somewhere along the line there was a guy that was on an e-bike with us and he was just riding to the back to the trailhead and literally i mean i watched it happen where it was like he just pedaled while we were loading bikes up. And then by the time we unloaded the bikes and then pedaled over to where the downhill started, it'd be like, he'd be there. And it it was like, yeah, man, well, he proved my point that obviously you can do it. And um, like the way that he was going is not like an easy climb by any means or anything like that. So it was, it was very apparent to me. Oh, wow. Like this is a game changer that way. But in my mind, I could never really justify, you know, five six thousand dollars to just for days of shuttling you know and and so it would be it was something i always wanted but i just really couldn't wrap my head around like really spending the money on it so it'd be like go ahead you know and that's exactly what you're saying that's it's perspective it's what you're going to use it for it's just like any other tool right either you get a cross-country bike or an enduro bike it's the same type of thing it's the purpose of what you're going to use the bike for yeah if you're not going to use it then you know, that's it. My, my wife, we were riding with six people over the weekend. She's the only one on an analog. 
And it got to a point where we're all almost at the top of the climb. And someone yells out like, hey, are you going to wait for your wife? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, where is she? And she's like pedaling up this thing. And I said to her, we're going to Santa Cruz factory next week to do a tour. And I wanted to get her an e-bike. And, and I said to her like, hey, I want to get you an e-bike. Like, she's like, no, I don't want an e-bike. I'd rather like a park bike because she doesn't have a, a, a high travel Enduro bike. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? You want like a 160 travel bike? She's like, yeah, I'd rather that than an e-bike because I would use it more. And I was like, oh, you like to climb. I forgot that. So it's the same yeah. type of thing. Like it's what you're going to use the most. And if you're not going to use yeah. an e-bike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing for her where it kind of comes into play where it's kind of, it's just exactly what you explained when you're riding with a bunch of e-bikers at some point, you're just going to have to give in because it's, it's just, it's, it just level the playing field. And if you don't yeah. want to go like full gas, then, then get one of the lightweight ones where, yeah. then maybe she'll still get that feeling where she's working harder, you yeah. know, and, and then, um, then maybe that would, that would be the, that's how I would do it. I would trick her into it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she's going to ride one when we're in Santa Cruz. They have one for her to demo out. And I think she's going to change yeah. her mind from like the yeah. Bronson to, to like the Heckler SL or something. And you can still get a killer of a workout on an e-bike. So I always have mm. it in the lower settings where my heart's still going and I feel like I'm working out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that changed my mind was I went out and rode with um, Sebastian from Normal Mountain Biker or Normal yeah. MPD or whatever the hell is. It's, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> we did like the day before I did this huge ride and my legs were just blew, blown up. And um, we did a huge ride that day on e-bikes. And it, it, real, it made me realize that the days where normally I'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to do a chill gravel ride or something like that. I could still go mountain biking and, and like put in a serious day. And then that's whenever it was like, okay, now I really want to get one, you know, where, where I can use it for those, basically what I'm calling rest days. But But, uh, you can still get a hard workout on. But to me, like those days, I, I just want to spin my legs and I'm not really trying to get a big workout. I'm just trying to like spin my legs and like get, yeah. get some, um, get, get some ex- exercise, you know, just a little bit of cardio. I'm not really trying to like push hard. And, yeah. and um, that's where it's like, oh, well, I could not push hard, but still be mountain biking instead of on this boring ass road bike you know (laughs) yeah i mean i love i love the e-bike um i love the ones that i'm demoing out i have a a leave um relay a transmission relay here i think Mm -hmm. it's it's 170 i don't know how you pedal regularly on a 170 bike dude i mean my my rail is 160 i get it but that bike is 52 pounds in a small oh wow that's really heavy so yeah, That's I'm not, not pedaling a bike that heavy. My my Fazari is like 36 pounds. Oh, that's pretty. That's lighter than the Levo that I have sitting over there. But I mean, it, the well, the Levo. But it's not an e-bike. e-bike. Yeah, 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 it's, it's not, not an e-bike. e-bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a me bike. That's what you got. <laughs> <It's a me-bike. laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. You go from having this website idea where you're going to, I think originally you're just going to like, maybe like write some articles and throw up some pictures or something or. 
Yeah, I wanted to just have resources where women can find stuff on um, bike reviews or because there's some ladies that do it like Jess, Dusty Betty, Tess, sorry. She does yes. some really good bike reviews and stuff. So I wanted people to route to that, right? Um, and then I was finding there wasn't that much anyway. So mm -hmm. I thought, screw it. I want to do it. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't care. It sounds cliche, but I seriously don't care if it helps one person or if it helps 10 people. Like my goal is not followers or anything like that is to help women because we are so incredibly underrepresented in this industry yeah. that there needs to be something there that they can connect with each other or or learn from someone who like me who's only five four um i got these latina hips i'm not the, the thinnest person but i wanted the perspectives from different women and my wife is like five eight size zero alexis is uh, smaller than me. So I have like four women who represent a different um, group that I think will help women, whether they're 5'4", 5'8", 5'9", size 0, 10, 12, 16, to, to find something for them from a woman's perspective, right? Because mm -hmm. even clothes, like you, you look at Troy Lee's or Darko women's pants, they fit mm -hmm. dudes better than they fit women. Like I have wow. a friend of mine who... Her XL Darko pants barely fit her. And she's she's small. She's a size 10. It fit her husband better. And it looked better on her husband than it did on yeah. her. Yeah, I don't understand that. I've had this conversation with you, actually, and, and other, other people in the industry. And I don't understand why the apparel side of, of mountain biking is so underserving women. Because yeah. it just... It just doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't under like, like, what do you think it is? I, I think it's, the, it's men who are making decisions on behalf of women without understanding their market. So yeah. if you look at some women on brands, Shredley or Wild Rye, they have even Vana, they have a wide range of sizes. They have it for a woman who's a zero all the way to a 24. Mm -hmm. So it's representative of that. And I just actually had Ashley from Treadley on my podcast. I'm going to launch it next week. And she was talking about how they do extensive research for women of different sizes, whereby um, when your size goes up, your inseam doesn't go up because that's mm -hmm. typically what they think, right? Oh, you're a size 16. Your legs are going to be longer. And so your pants are going to drag. And that's what I find with Fox or Darko. Whereas with them, they're like, no, the woman is still 5'4 to 5'7". Yeah. The inseam shouldn't be that much longer. Yeah. Um, so when women are making decisions for other women and they know the market and they know their bodies, it's it's very different. Um, yeah. It's a different I, appeal, I, was, I guess. I was thinking about that actually before the show. And I um, I think what you said there is actually the real reason is I think it's because there's so many size differences in women that the investment to do that is way higher you know what i mean so yeah, it's like yeah no and i agree i i totally agree but i think that's like the the thing that that slows people you know where yeah. where where it's like oh well if i do a woman's line like i have to like have 50 different sizes Whereas I could do a men's line and do like small, medium, large, and extra large and, and be done, you know? Well, 
I mean, for the most part, you could do that as well for women. You don't have to have zero to 24. You can at least make it accurate, right? So if they yeah. say it's a size 10, make it a size 10. Don't make it a size four because yeah. then a regular size 10 can't actually wear it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, um, I think that you could, yeah. And I mean, let's, I mean, we're going to go down the rabbit hole there because honestly, <laughs> sizing and everything is just fucked. Cause like, I mean, for dudes too, for yeah, guys yeah. too. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, I could buy a size 42 waist in, in, uh, in like a dress pants and then a size 36 in jeans and be like, they both fit. <laughs> I don't understand where you guys got a difference of eight inches here, but you know. I mean, and eight inches is eight inches. Like that's right. a lot. I can understand one or two sizes, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, doing it's that? ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. So I, I don't know. I mean, and yeah, I, I think the, um, I've said this a bunch of times as far as like women's jeans as well. I don't understand why they don't size them like men's. My wife is tall as, and, uh, you know, she's five eleven, almost five, almost six foot. And for her, it's, if you're thin and you try to get jeans that are going to fit, good luck, you know, because yeah. if it fits her waist, it's their, their caprice you know oh shit poor thing <laughs> yeah you know so it, at that point it it's only you know it really limits your market to buying i guess more higher end jeans that come where you have to you know get them yeah. yourself or they do have that that other sizing but i don't understand where it it it, it seems to me where like like women are underserved in a lot of of, of the market of clothing in general you know agreed yeah. Will not disagree with you there because it's challenging. Yeah. Like you're saying, there could be a challenge. So why do it when it's like, well, if you're that, if you're that into making money, just watch yeah. put the money where your mouth is and see the return on your investment. You know? Yeah. I think, I think if I was to start a women's brand, you know, I would start with, you know, what sizes are probably the, like the most, most typical sizes, you know? Yeah. And then, and then kind of go from there. And I, I think the other thing is, is, you know, where you're talking about inseam and, um, and waist size there, there's also from, from one woman, that's a, a size 10 to another woman. That's a size 10. Like one could have like way more hips. And exactly. so the way that that should be cut compared to one that has like more booty yep. is like, yep. okay, well, or then you end up with this other girl that's a size 10 that is like, like not as much booty and you don't want her to be having like saggy butt, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's like <laughs> even in one size, you're like, fuck, how do we do this? <laughs> that's actually a good point. And I brought that up to Ashley the other day and she said that. They used to have a curvy line for women that had more hips or more butt. So yeah. it would be different. Um, and then she found in doing all of her market research and feedback from ladies that all they had to do was just do the elastic that they had for curvy because the thin women wanted to wear that too. Mm -hmm. And if you look at their pants, they have, it's almost like a yoga stretch on top. It is yeah. so freaking comfortable to when you climb, you don't have like something digging into your stomach or yeah. it's stretchy. And we did a review on those. My wife's a zero. She had the same pants that I had in a 14 and, and we had the same experience and she's way thinner with the me and it worked great. So I think 
it's that evolving, right? Like knowing your market, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, but still investing in it. Like you can find a way there. Yeah. It just takes time. I mean, lie. they've been I in business get, for 12 I years. yoga pants, like shorts too. Dude, get one. <laughs> have you been on their website? They have I haven't been on Shreddy's in a while. I did a, I did a shorts review a long time ago and one of my buddies had um, bought some shorts from them just because their designs were better than everything that yes. was on the men's market. And um, I, I think that uh, like at the time, what I had said is, you know, Hey, if you want some funky designs that look good, just, you know, you have to figure out your size in women's, but order these, you know, like, and uh, I, I'd have to check. I bet you there's a fair amount of traffic that went from that video. Cause that actually, that video actually did really well. So. I mean, um, if you come to Sedona and I've decided that you are coming to Sedona with us for the mountain yeah. bike fest, we'll get you over there to talk to Ashley and we'll get you a pair of pants or shorts. From yeah. Her. Yeah. No, I, I've reached out. To that'd her be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be super cool. I reached out to her to pass to, to get her on the podcast and whatever reason it just didn't work out at the time. So I have to hit her back up again. So we'll see. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, I think, you know, kind of like where, where we started at though was essentially women kind of just being underserved in, in the mountain bike industry. So clothing is one. I mean, yeah. how much do you think, ha, have you written many um, women specific kind of models of bikes? Actually, I lied. I rode a live once about two years ago in Sedona when I was waiting for my Revel Ranger to come up. Revel, fuck, what was the name of that bike? Rascal. It was, it was good, but to me, I didn't really notice difference than the unisex bikes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Liv is the only mountain bike brand where the frame is different. Mm -hmm. Juliana and Santa Cruz, the frame are exactly the same. There's no mm -hmm. difference in the frame, the geometry, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I don't really see the difference uh, mm -hmm. with women-specific bikes. Um, I do see the importance of having women-specific bikes. What do you I think, the, what, what, what's, what's the importance there? So with Juliana, that brand started from the racer, Juliana Furtado, who was mm -hmm. one of the first women to mountain bike ever. And I think naming a bike after her was a way for Santa Cruz to honor her and her legacy and how she started. And continuing with the brand is a way for women to, con to connect with Santa Cruz and with mm -hmm. their brand, their women's brand, right? Mm -hmm. So... And people often say, well, it's not a good return on investment because not a lot of people buy Juliana versus Santa Cruz when they have the data to prove that otherwise. So mm -hmm. like the bike I'm actually getting for my wife is a Juliana Rubion, which is the exact same as a Bronson. And she's stoked on it. She doesn't even really care because it's the same suspension as the VPP that she rides for her Santa Cruz. So she's in love with that. But I think it's important to have that connection for women who want to have a different type of bike that's representative of a strong woman in the sport, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And in regards to live, they make really great bikes and they are supposed to be for women. So I think that's really important. But on the other side, you have the argument of like Ibis, their bikes are designed by a woman. The geo on those bikes are supposed to be more women friendly than any other bike. Mm -hmm. And Ibis does really well. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's really important to continue women's brands because it's the way for women to connect with mountain biking. And it doesn't make them feel like they're being overpowered by other brands that aren't made for them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a stigma that I wanted to break when I started the network was to 
show that women can ride any unisex bike and it's for them just as much as a Juliana or a Liv. Mm -hmm. um, so I, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do that. We're going to launch a lot of videos this year with bikes. So hopefully we can, we can break some of that stigma that women can ride whatever they want, unisex or not. Sorry. Yeah. I've been messing with these brakes and my hands are all dirty now. <laughs> Nobody will know that's listening. <laughs> oh, my wife's brakes. I just had to take them off because there was barely nothing. Yeah. That's usually how I can tell whenever mine are done. They, um, start making that metal on metal noise. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Been a while. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, so live is the best for women specific geometry for sure. Yeah. I just don't I, I really question, you know, in my mind, what's different? Like what makes a difference in this geometry for a woman compared to a man, you know? So I think with Liv, the main difference is the down tube for the standover height. Uh-huh. And the distance from the reach is always shorter so that women have an option to add a longer stem if they want. Mm -hmm. um, but the feedback that I've gotten is that the standover is easier. There's nothing hitting your crotch. And mm -hmm. uh, it's the reach. And Juliana, sorry, Liv come out with bikes that have women-specific saddles on them already. Mm -hmm. And the handlebars are already cut a little sh uh, shorter. They're not at like at 800 mil. Oh, I see. Um, okay. But in terms of geo, I believe it's just the stand. Don't quote me. I mean, I might have to yeah. do that to like. I mean, a lot the way a lot of the bikes are shaped nowadays, though, it's like I don't know if the standover is as much of an issue as it was like back in the day when the top tube was straight across to the to the seat. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so. I don't disagree with you there. And I mean, that's one of the main things I'm covering now that I'm doing bike reviews is the standover. Because that's the first question women ask me is like, what's the standover over height on that thing? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, because what the reason that I, I, I question it is my wife and I had the conversation just earlier today that her inseam is bigger than mine and she's shorter than I am, you know? Oh, damn. So, I mean, so it's like, that doesn't, I honestly you know think. I mean? I think, I honestly, I think dude, people I, in general are just like shape different, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that bikes need to be any, like, so if you're a rebel, I was pitching this to rebel the other day. I was like, why don't you guys let the person pick the saddle? Because then if it's a woman, I'm going to pick a more woman friendly specific saddle and you can just dump that on there. And I don't have to go and spend another hundred bucks buying a saddle or trying to guess what I want. Um, yeah. it's just easier. And then that way it's, it is more women friendly, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, here, pick your saddle. Cause every I think woman is 90% yeah. change it. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the, the, the key, like things of companies like Fazari and other direct to consumer brands that are allowing you to really kind of change up the way the build goes. I know common does something similar as well Yeah, where, um, you can go through and kind of pick those things. And I think that's what's really going to change with companies over the next, you know, whatever amount of years is that there's going to become more of, of that, like ability to um, more, more select your build. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, um, because I don't know, man, it's, it's like Santa Cruz, for example, it, it's just annoying where it's like, Hey, I want to get this, gx axis but to do that uh, then i gotta spend 
you know, two thousand dollars more, but then that comes with all these other parts that I don't really give a shit about. You, you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. and then it's like, oh wow, now I'm into this seventy five hundred dollar bike, and as soon as I get it, I'm gonna buy new brakes because I don't like what's on there. And and it's like, this is bullshit, yep. man. That yeah. I have to spend. You know, and, and then on the other end of it, it's it's if you were gonna buy the frame by itself, then they're charging four thousand dollars for that, and it's. It just doesn't make sense. It, I, I, something's 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 wonky there, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you there. That's why I built my bike because I didn't want half the stuff that came. Yeah. With it, I, I I'm a TRP brake person all the way. Yeah. There's me losing three subscribers. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the TRPs. No bike that I was looking at came with TRP, so I was like, ah, screw it. Yeah. Are you using the uh, the levers from Freedom Coast? Mm-mm. I'm using if the ones you... that came with them. Oh, man. You should try the Freedom Coast levers. I'm telling you right now. They are amazing. And uh, I'm Googling that shit as you're telling me now. Yeah, yeah. They forget. have like a, they're, they're like, they just have like a, they're not as long as the ones that come on the TRP. The TRP ones remind me more of almost like moto style um yeah. levers and they're these are more sh they're shorter kind of more like a shimano brake lever and the where your finger kind of sits in for the single full like the single finger pull is just uh -huh. it just it just feels really good honestly i um somebody at the bike shop told me to look at them and and i i just kind of blew them off it's like yeah whatever and he's like no come here and put your hands on it and and That's i put my said. hands on i was like oh wow those are actually really good so yeah i think um, i might look into them they have them in a bunch of different colors yeah that's the fun part too so if you're a trp fan i yeah. am i 100 percent recommend them i am i am on the fence with my trps i'm trying another set of brake pads right now and if these don't do it they're definitely not going on my next bike so really oh yeah what yeah, is your I next think, bike? Um, I'm it's I'm can, not gonna. Can say you yet. talk about it? <laughs> not yet. No, I can't. But uh, but it'll it'll be soon. It'll be soon enough. Yeah. And honestly, I I would imagine to that I'm gonna be on the Lasalle again for for next season because um it's just such a well-rounded bike for the kind of stuff that I do. So it it, it um I can't wait to see it in Sedona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun, actually. I am, um, oh, man. Flying with your have you flown with your bike before? I did. I went to Bentonville in September, and I flew uh, with my bike. It was a freaking pain in the ass. Yeah, it was right. And well, I did, got it just at just at fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah, and it's a crapshoot because I've gone through that thing before and had my my whole bag weighing like sixty five pounds. Nobody said a sort of word threw it on no problems and then i've had it other times when it's like 51 pounds and they're like and that's an extra hundred dollars the one time i had them um they i came up and they took my regular suitcase because i was just checking them both because i was like screw it i'm checking the bike like yeah i'm not gonna bother they took my regular suitcase threw it on the belt so it goes in the in the ether wherever the hell yeah. that goes right <laughs> and then they and then they put my my bike on and they're like, oh, well, this weighs too much. You know, um, you can make it lighter. You can pay this hundred bucks. I'm like, well, give me my bag back. I can't put any. Where am I going to put parts? 
Yeah. And they were like, oh, your bag's gone. They're, I, I was like, okay, well, like, go get it. They're like, oh, yeah, that, that'll take like an hour. I'm like, yeah, my flight leaves in like 35 minutes. So, like, that's And they basically, at that point, they're like, well, it's not our fucking problem. And I'm like, it is your fucking problem. You just put my freaking suitcase in the back. Like, you what know, airline was this? Um, I, my assumption is, well, it would be one of the ones that, um, offers your bike to only be a, an extra bag fee so it would either be like delta or american or possibly yeah. united and i always go with them because like instead of it being 150 dollars, it's it's 30 right yeah but it's right. such a crapshoot and 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 i honestly i yeah i have no idea man i i remember the very first time i ever flew with my bike i had sent pkxc a message and was asked him you know about the weight or whatever and he was yeah you know telling me what it should be and i was like all right and and i remember packing my bag and i was like i don't really care i'm gonna put all this shit in there we'll see what happens you know so i had my helmet <laughs> in there my pads and all that stuff and that that was like 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 60 pounds and nobody said anything and i was like sweet so on the way Damn. back put more shit in there and i was like yeah i'm gonna put all this stuff in there and then it was like 65 pounds and then the next time it, it, it's like it's weird like I'll fly I think out right. of Sacramento, have no problem, same bag, and then be on my way back from some other city, and they're like, "Nope." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's leaving LA to Bentonville. They were like, "Oh, you're okay. You're right at 51 pounds." I was like, "Sweet." Leaving Bentonville, I was like, "Screw it. I'm good. like you. I'm gonna throw my pads in there, my helmet, like all this stuff." And the guy didn't even bat an eye. It was like 55 pounds, and he yeah, because I was bringing back a bunch of shit, and I just had to carry on. He's like, "Yeah, good. You're good it. to go." I've had it where three of us walk up to the counter. They take mine, put it on the scale, throw it back there. Don't even look at it. And the next guy is put his on. Don't say nothing. The third guy puts his on. They're like, oh, yeah, that's 52 pounds. And you're like, dude, you're just like my buddy's bikes just went through. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a nightmare. Totally like I've seen some of Brian's videos, like the last one with him and Sarah went out and and they were charging him an extra $250 or some shit. And so yeah. my wife's like, no, we're not doing that. When we go to Europe to fly, like, there's no way. We'll rent bikes. And I was like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, I am. Um, I, the What I've done in my mind is I just chalk it up as it works out in the wash. So every once in a while when I end up having to spend the 100 bucks instead of getting all bent out of shape about it, I'm yeah. just like, whatever. Next time, it won't cost me that. And somewhere in the wash... It, it like yeah. it averages out to be like sixty five dollars a time or something like that, and yeah. and fuck it. Yeah. But uh, it's really um, it's really irritating. Yeah. Whenever whenever it's it's I, I've actually sent messages to the airlines several times where I'm like, look, if you're gonna tell people that you can fly with your bike for just an extra bag fee, fee you need to make the weight like like reasonable. You know? Did you get a response though? Did they even oh, like respond? They don't give a shit, man. I, I need to get those Mr. Beast numbers first, and then I yes. Then I can make no, a video, and they'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, we're sorry, sir." <laughs> no, dude. At that point, you got your own private jet. That's how that's right? gonna go. Yeah, right. So, so you decide somewhere along the line with your your website to start making videos. What what um instead of just like it sounded like you wanted to make a collection of other people's stuff and then you didn't find other people's stuff so you're you're like i'm gonna do it myself yeah pretty much 
that's pretty much it. So as you know, creating stuff is very time consuming and it can get expensive depending on the gear that you have, where you do it. Um, and I've been fortunate to have hooked up with GoPro recently and they've connected me with some cameras and I started to learn to film, to edit. I have a little editing background from when I did my drumming videos. So um, I did that. And then because I'm getting more brands behind me to send me material to, to ride, I'm like, shit, I got to upgrade my computer now because my Final Cut Pro is crashing all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning all this stuff and I'm actually really enjoying it. I could see why some people like doing it. It's very time consuming though. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a good crew behind me, like Alexis, the gear girl. She'll be, she's been helping me out a lot. And my wife has also been helping me out a lot with writing because she's really good. So the reviewer dropping tomorrow, like she's the one that's proofing all that shit. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it comes out good. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Like it didn't exist, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to create it. Why not? I only mm -hmm. live once. This is what I'm passionate about. And if I can make it happen, then sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. Right on. What's the What's been the struggles? People taking a woman seriously. You think? Yeah. It, but, like, but there's like, a lot of people who are willing to help out any way they can. So I have mm -hmm. a lot of friends, male or female, that give me some really great advice that have connected me with some good brands. Um, I know if I just call them up and like, hey, I'm having trouble with this, they'll help me out. Um, Steve, who is the spokesman MTV, he helps me out a lot with video editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, now I've, the struggle for me initially was learning the business side of things because I'm not like a, a business person. So mm -hmm. it's learning how to approach the brands. And now I have like a pitch deck and I have all this stuff that I'm going to start going after brands and being like, hey, I'm putting this bike mechanic series together. Do you guys want to be a sponsor? And then mm -hmm. that's going to help cover my time off to edit, my time off to film. You know what I mean? Like I have mm -hmm. uh, certain brands that believe in what I'm doing and I want to stand behind it. But it's the industry looking at someone who's new which i can i understand i completely understand like not mm -hmm. knowing where this is gonna go but at the same time like if i if i can get the help to be like hey here's a little bit to help you through this to do this video to grow your channel to get your network going we should do it and that's been the struggle getting that from brands mm -hmm. and i'm not asking for five ten thousand dollars it's it's low ball mm -hmm. so sometimes it's like okay, well, I'm just going to do it. And then when I get the subscribers, I'm going to charge you more. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes, right? I mean, the way it goes it for is. everyone. It's not just me. It's like, it's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when your channel's channel is just starting. So I mean, because I think, um, as a, a lot of businesses, they get bombarded on a daily basis. Like everybody has a channel, right? You know, yeah. so yeah. People, some people, you know, have the perspective is like, oh, I just start this YouTube channel and companies will just send me free shit. And um, I mean, like I was saying on on my backpedal episode yesterday, it's like I've been doing YouTube for seven years and I just now have a bike sponsor, you know, yeah. so that's that's seven years of of I, I would imagine. I'm pretty sure the entire first year of let's just call it working a full-time job. I think I made a hundred dollars that year. So work a full full-time <laughs> job for a year and make a hundred bucks and keep doing it. You know I, I mean, mean, that's like starting a business too though, right? Like for me, yeah. it's the website more than the YouTube channel. Cause that's where I think I'm getting a lot of the hits. Cause a lot of women don't sit and watch YouTube. 
They mm -hmm. don't watch the videos. So one of the big things I do on the website is I not only have a video, but I have a written review. And I also want to up top have like a concise bullet point of what you're looking for. So for those mm -hmm. who don't want to read, it's right up top. Those who do want to read, here's the article. For those who want to watch, here's the video. So yeah, I have something like the, in a form. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So I have yeah. something for everyone because it's, that's what it is. Um, mm -hmm. So, but for me, my audience is a little different because like I said, women aren't constantly on YouTube or watching videos. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to launch the forum is because there's a lot of Facebook groups and Facebook is dying. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of women who are like, oh, I want to connect you with my Facebook group. And I'm like, I'm not on Facebook. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not on Facebook. And I said, cool, well, let's start a forum because then you can connect that way too. And you don't feel like you're getting talked mm -hmm. down to on another forum that is just nothing but dudes talking shit to each other. I mean, I like talking shit no matter what, but some women <laughs> don't like that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's the, what I'm trying to do is a little bit different in that aspect where I have to see who my audience is and how to, to help the audience in that way. Mm -hmm. So it is a little different than what Drew's doing, but I love what Drew does. Like he puts a lot of effort into all his stuff and he's giving me yeah, a lot of really sure. good advice um, on stuff. And yeah, I'm hoping to to meet him when he comes back down. He's from, he started at my local bike shop. I didn't even know that. Like here oh, in Thousand funny. Oaks. Yeah. I had no clue. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, I um, I I think I had him on the show a long time ago, and then I, I seem to bump into him at the airport, coming <laughs> or going to Sedona every year. We never see each other at the fest, but we always see each other at the airport. So, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you need to come seriously. I know you're on the fence, but you got to come Sedona this year. We're actually, I, I made ride. the decision. I made the decision. I'm coming to Sedona. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I always ride a, I, historically, I've always ridden a large. And every time I've tried an XL, I've just not been totally happy with it. And I, I got an XL in the Fazari because um, when I first sat on it at, at um, Sea Otter, I, I just felt like the, the way I sat on it, I felt like maybe I should try the XL and I was like, I don't, I'm not familiar with this bike. So I, I told the guy, the, the, the sales guy out from there, I was like, look, you put me on what you think would be best for me, you know? Yeah. And as I wrote it, I just still have that feeling where I'm really curious about the large. And so if I go to Sedona, Fazari is going to be there and I'll be able to, you know, throw a leg over some larges and, and see like yeah. right next, right next to each other, back to back. It, how I feel about it. So, and you so we'll can just take it out I, on a trail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brewers is right across the street. So I'll be doing some laps for sure. Yeah. You got a shuttle brewer. It's not the type I like to climb back up on. Oh, no. We shuttle that for sure. We do odd man out. Yeah. You know? Oh, really? So, yeah. You just get the truck. You got, you know, six people in the truck. One person drives, five people go down. You can get so fast. You can do five, six laps in, in like no amount of time, you yeah. know? And, it's, and it's my so, favorite trail. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that one is it, it's a blast, honestly. The very first time I did that, I was um very 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 scared. That uh, <laughs> exposure at the beginning like it scared the shit out of me. Like to the oh. point where the next time I went back and rode it, I had anxiety going to Sedona just thinking about going back to that trail. No way, really? Yeah, Dude, yeah. and then good. I ended up riding it again and it didn't bother me at all. But it was, oh, it see. was like, 
who knows? I mean, whenever I first started though, it, it um, or that first year I was up there, it was just, whoa, it's scary. I, I remember like, I remember feeling like I wanted to crawl because <laughs> cause it was like, dude, it's like a freaking cliff. You're on the side of a cliff, yeah. you know, it's right there. And, it, and yeah. it's not, oh man, I don't like Wait, it when, huh? You did a video on that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I'm remembering that now because I saw I watched one of your videos before I went to Sedona to do Brewer. Yeah. But Joanna Yates was like, I'm taking you on Brewer. I don't even care. We're doing that line. And yeah. I was like, no, I don't like exposed cliffs. So I remember watching your video and I was like, shit, I'm not doing that. Thing. <laughs> <There's no way." laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I was riding with uh Tess the yeah on um I think it was that other trip before i had done it again and i was riding with her and she's like i know you didn't like brewers she's like after some of the stuff that we wrote today she's like i don't think you're gonna have a problem and i was like i hope so man honestly like, <laughs> i i don't want to feel that way because that sucks and uh she was right so well sedona is a humbling experience yeah yeah it's definitely um it's different it's a very different kind of riding um yeah you're you're in southern california right yeah, we don't have a lot of a lot of tech here. We can get some steeps, but Sedona to me is like enduro cross country in a way where it's it's like tech, enduro tech, I guess. Because there's it's punchy very, ups, like, punchy downs, like and, and like quick re re like repetition of that. Yeah. You know, we're here, I would imagine it's pretty close down there where you're at. It's like go somewhere climb for an hour or an hour and a half and then smash downhill for a long time yeah. and there it's like people are like all right we're gonna go down and you like unlock your suspension and then you're like oh my god i'm climbing and they're like yeah that was it and you're like wait a minute like i thought we were like going downhill they're like yeah we did back there no wait where <laughs> you know? yeah so, that five uh, seconds that just lasted yeah. right there <laughs> I always I always say in, in Arizona you're climbing down. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I'm gonna steal that one from you. You're yeah, climbing yeah. down. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Good old Arizona downhill. But um oh, yeah, no, no, it's it's a it's it, it's a good time there in Sedona for sure. So yeah, I'm glad you're um huh? I'm glad you're coming. Yeah, and I think this year I'm planning on actually being there for all the days where normally I um I leave on Sunday and just mm -hmm. fly out. And and I think this year I'm actually just going to leave on Monday. That way I can actu actually like hang out all day on Sunday. And um, yeah, I, I, I've the last few years, it's definitely been more ride motivated. And, and I think this year I want to try to try to have a little bit more time at the fest where, yeah, uh, as like, well, I mean, last year was weather-wise, it kind of screwed yeah. everything up. I mean, last year, I think I was at the fest for like an hour and a half, and that was it. Yeah, because I didn't see you. Yeah. At all. Yeah, we rode we rode South Mountain. On, well, we usually ride South Mountain on Thursday when we fly in. And then yeah. Friday, we drove back to Phoenix and rode Halls. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, we drove, I think it's called Cottonwoods, like the next city yeah. over. We rode yeah. over there. And then Sunday, we went and did Brewers Laps, went over to the fest for maybe an hour and a half, and then left. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah last year was weird. It was the first time they've had that much snow in 100 years. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it's a little strange. weird. I feel like this year is it's going to be a banger. Because it's been two years now, maybe 
yeah, about two years that it's been shitty weather. And I'm just one of those like law of averages kind of guy. I'm like, there's no way it's going to be messed up again this year. This year is going to be, I bet you it's going to be sick this year. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, um, I mean, some people grumble about the weather, but what I can say is no matter what the weather has been in Sedona, and I've been going every year since 2017 or 2018, every year I still have fun. Like even last year where it was completely snowed in, we still had a blast. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's Sedona. How can you not? Yeah. I mean, I would have never ridden that cottonwood area in a million years if it wouldn't have been for that snowstorm. And we had a really good time, you know, and and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was super fun. So sorry. Um, Definitely lots of lots of stuff going on there. So what what's the plan? Um, you you kind of have this website going on. You're making some content on YouTube, but you're doing this this podcast as well. What's the deal with that? Yeah, the podcast. I actually really enjoy doing the podcast because I love talking to people and I love getting to know how something started. Like originally, mm-hmm. I was going to be an ethnomusicologist because I just wanted to do music and learn how people create music. Mm-hmm. Um, but not wanting to do the PhD life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the podcast just really came out of a love for wanting to learn how people get things done in the industry, learning how women um, overcome struggles and and become successful, because I think a lot of people need to hear that and um, be motivated by it. And so I just love the interview style of it. Originally, it started like as a bike check podcast, where I would just have women on talking about their bikes, like why they shows what they did with how they like writing it but then the feedback we were getting was like um can you do like a series so we did a series on bike parks like the basics of bike parks and that was by far the most successful one we've had because there were three of us talking and two of really seasoned bike parkers and i'm not so it was from that perspective of like me the the new being like hey so how do you read a map like how do you what gear do you have um so it it evolved from that um And I like highlighting women who do a lot for the community and don't get credit. That sounds lame, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love showing the potential that women have and inspire someone else to feel like they could do the same thing. You know, like, Mm it doesn't matter if you're 60, pick up a bike and go ride. Like, who gives a shit? If you're having fun, Mm -hmm. like, that's all that matters. And I got that feedback from Emma, who runs the Sidorna Mountain Bike Academy. She said that she had two women over 60 do her clinic because she heard her talking on my podcast. So I was like, sweet, that's awesome. Um, that is really fun. Yeah, because you don't, and, and it's, I shouldn't just exclude women, but for guys as well. I just feel like my buddy, my writing buddy, he's 56 and the dude rocks. Like age is not a limit. He's confident as hell. Mm-hmm. So I want women to feel the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. and if a guy can listen to it and be like, sure, that's, I don't feel like I'm young and I want to ride a bike. It's like, who gives a shit? Pick up a bike and go ride with your buddy. Like, mm-hmm. If you're invited, you're welcome. They want you there, right? It doesn't matter yeah. what skill level you are. So I feel like the- mountain bikers in general are pretty inclusive, but um, yeah, I'm also, you know, a white guy. So <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't had as a woman, I haven't had that many horrible experiences that some might have had. I've had some biases, um, Mm -hmm. more biases at bike shops than anything. But I think that happens with both genders. It's just worse for women at times because like I have a friend of mine that works at a bike shop and she's been in the industry for 20 years 
and uh, they still single her out for stuff and they still, people want to come in and they don't want her to be helped. They don't want, the customer doesn't want her to help them. They want a guy to help them mm -hmm. because she's a woman. So there's all this kinds of stuff that still happen, but um, I don't know. I just hope that what I'm doing is bringing perspectives to people that will look at it and be like, oh, okay. She does know what she's talking about. So as an example, yeah. we're doing a bike mechanic series. We're filming that in Sedona, actually. We're filming at Thunder Mountain Bikes. They're lending us their shop for a day. And I wanted to have a female mechanic on it. She was just telling me the other day, she's like, we need to make sure everything is good because women mechanics get trolled like crazy. You have no idea the amount of shit I get from dudes who are bike mechanics. Hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I can, I can see that. But yeah, yeah let's do a, a series on that. Like, why the fuck not? Have women see that you can do this just as much as the dudes can. Like, who gives a shit? You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think it's because it's not in my personal perspective that I don't see those things. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it Where, happens. You know, I understand. No, I totally understand. I'm 100% uh, not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying that I'm like ignorant because I don't feel that way. So yeah. if like I walk into a bike shop and, and the sales person is a lady and mm -hmm. she starts talking to me about whatever, I'm going to assume that she's qualified until she like tells me right? something that I'm like, this chick doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's the same way I would be with some other yeah. dude that I walked in. He's going to start talking to me. I'm be like, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it's a logical yeah, assumption, like, right? Yeah, like your yeah. hired bike shop, you, they trust you to sell bikes or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's interesting. It really is. Um, it, it's too bad that it is that way. I was watching. Um, I mean, and keep doing your thing, right? Because that's how you. That's how you get things to change, right? You, you bring. Yeah. You know, bring that stuff to to the to the forefront. What I was th thinking about though was I was watching your. I think it's like something like Women of Oz or something like that video that yeah. you had on there. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching it, the thought, like the, the, the feeling that I got was, wow, this is really inclusive. The way that, that, that like, and I don't know, you can tell me like, it, it, was it just that experience, uh, like all the women being together and doing that, was that inclusive or is that really the mountain bike world that you're in? Because as a man, Mountain biking is not inclusive in that way. We're like, like everybody's oh, out wow. there, like trying to prop people up like that. Like, like, yeah. it, like it, I, and maybe it's just like, you know, like guys egos, like they don't want to be like, you know, like, Hey, yeah. show me how to do this. Like a guy, like, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But as yeah. I watched it, I, I was really like, man, that like, it, it, it just seemed like a really like, good environment very conducive to learning compared yeah. to like the way it would be with a bunch of guys you know it'd be like yeah all right dudes we're gonna go ride these bikes and they'd be like <laughs> we're not gonna drop anyone and then they'd be like oh no we're dropping this guy <laughs> <laughs> screw rob he's in the back yeah. with his 170 like, oh, mil well, bike <laughs> we, we left jared with that guy in the back but the rest of us are gonna keep going you know <laughs> like, yeah i mean generally for the but the women's festivals that I've been to, they are all like that. The first time I went to Rome Fest in Sedona, I the joke with me, because I went, I was by myself. There's a lot of people that know everyone, but they made me feel welcome. There's women from all different backgrounds, uh, uh, women who identify as women or, or they, them, all the things. And it was like 
I, I told them at the end of the day, I went to ride with them and I was like, dude, can you like follow me for the rest of my life? Because I will never be depressed with the amount of stoke that I get from women, right? It's like, yeah, dude, you got it. No, who cares? Walk your bike. Like, it, you know, there's no, kind of like you said, there's no ego involved in it for the most part. I've never experienced that. And yeah. with the Women of OzFest, um, they put it on really well. It's mainly a coaching clinic for two days mm-hmm. and you get connected with a really experienced mountain bike coach and it's a no drop ride you work on skills you session stuff one night you party it kind of like to do a mountain bike fest but everything is is included in it um and is that like the same time as the bentonville bike fest or that's a separate no so separate so um the bentonville bike fest just likes it on a mountain bike fest the women of oz is specifically for the women of oz nonprofit group um and it's skills clinic for the most part um, and I think they're going to do something this year at Bentonville Bike Park Fest. We're going to go, we're going to try and make it to Bentonville this year too, to do a collab with them. But like Fruta, Roma, Rome, Fruta, now they're just doing, they used to do, Rome Fest used to do three festivals a year. And now they're just cutting back to one, but there's a ton of other festivals popping up. They're all like that. If you go to a, a ladies all ride clinic, Lindsay Reichter's clinic, it's, it's like, like I said, you the inclusivity and the stoke and the no shame. If you fall, like no shame. If you can't ride that line, like who gives a shit you're here to learn? Like, let's just yeah. help each other out. Like, yeah, that's, it saddens me that some guys don't have that experience. We should change that, Robert. Let's yeah. do. And, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's like that, you know, across the board all the time. There's definitely, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there are opportunities where it's like that with guys, but I don't think that that's the norm. You know what I mean? I I think that um, that's just the best way that I can say it. And I think that, you know, it, I I don't know exactly what the reason is. I'd just be like blabbing at this point. So, well, let's change Um, it. I mean, shit, let's change that up. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's definitely, you know, pretty much any friend group that I've had, it's, it's that way on a smaller level where it's like, hey, man, we don't care, like, whatever. But I, I've never seen it in the um, large format like what that that festival was, where it was yeah. like that. At least nothing that I've been to. I'm not yeah. saying that they're not out there. Yeah, my wife was thinking about going to that Rome Fest before, wasn't it? They used to be have one in, in Sedona as well. They did. Um, yeah. They now only cut down to one. But Fruta is the biggest, and it's in September. She should come. Let's have her out there. Yeah, let's have her ride with us. So that you you out of the ones that you're talking about, like Ozfest, what was it? Ozfest? Women of Oz. Women of Oz. Now I turned it into an Ozzy Osbourne concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from Australia, so when I told my mom I was in a Women of Oz fest, she just started laughing her ass off. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "All right, you need some ruby red slippers or what?" <laughs> um, so, which one would you recommend to to somebody? that you know to go to their first all women women's kind of oh, retreat thing like it that. depends where they are because there's some really great festivals out there mm-hmm. um rome is definitely great pruda is really big so they have all different types of skill levels to ride and they have a ton of vendors mm-hmm. um which is super cool um rooted mtb fest is in the pacific it's not the pacific north it's in um vermont area that one is super fun um they have grit mtb fest in arkansas as well there's just a ton it just depends where you are in the country 
you're in California. So yeah. I mean, what an excuse to go to Colorado, right? Like send her to Colorado right. or let's go to Fruta. Uh, me and the crew are going to be there this year. So if she wants to come be part of the women's HD network for the, for the weekend, like have her come right. ride with us. It's should be fun. So what are you doing uh, as far as like the network aspect? Because it seems like there's more than one woman that's involved in like creating the content and like posting things on your website. So yeah. can you explain that? It's not all just you. Yeah. Um, no, I've got, I've got Alexis, the gear girl who's come on board recently and she's like a social media guru and she's taken that off my hands, which I really appreciate because I don't mm -hmm. try to focus on other stuff. So she comes up with, uh, like she came up with like your girl Wednesdays and she does all the postings and responses for me, which is great. She's also been helping demos and bikes that we have because she lives in Pasadena. So she's not super far from me and mm -hmm. we meet up on the weekends. Um, we're also developing a between two rotors style chat, which is going to be pretty fun. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but, uh, Candace, who's what Jess, the maker's friend, she's a pretty good friend of mine now too. She is helping me coordinate everything, um, on the back end. So that's been a super amazing help. She's doing the trail shorts, uh, mm -hmm. cause she's like five foot nothing. And she rocks on her 27 and a half Rocky mountain bike. I love watching her ride. She's hilarious. Um, and we have Becca over on the East Coast, who's going to be doing a lot of our new segments now. She has her finger on the pulse when it comes to anything new with women in the mountain bike world. So mm -hmm. Becca is going to be doing a lot of the blog posts for like the women coming up at Crankworks, um, Fiesta, mm -hmm. who that just happened. So all the news for upcoming things for women, like she's going to be putting that out. And uh, my wife helps me with all the budgets and filming stuff. So the YouTube stuff and the website, it's mainly my doing, but I'm so incredibly thankful for the women who are standing behind and volunteering their time mm -hmm. to help me put this on because I've been doing it for myself by myself for like a year and a half. And now it's uh, I finally have some help, which is great. So that's why I'm having more time to film stuff and edit videos and put stuff on mm -hmm. the websites. Cause these amazing ladies have stepped up to be like, yeah, I'll, volunteer my time to do it so i'm thankful for that what are you thinking with the channel are you gonna have multiple people make creating content for that or um i'd like to i don't want to be just me i would like to highlight other women because it's not just my perspective that matters here it's others women too so like i want alexis to do something on the reviews that she's doing even if it's gear related or bike related like she had the relay for i think two months um so her review on that will be coming out the same with candace I would love to have it. I just need to find a way to put that on there, right? And give the credit to the women that they deserve. So mm -hmm. um, I'd love to be able to do that. If I'm doing this full time, I want to go to different parts of the country and have women film their content. And so I take it and I upload it. Mm -hmm. um, I also feel guilty asking people to do so much when they're not getting anything in return just of yet. Like I feel guilty having them give up their time and. It's like, sweet, let's put it on there. Let's give you the credit. Even if you want to do it on your channel and just tag it with mine, like, I don't care. I don't mm -hmm. know. I have to get over that. But I still feel guilty asking yeah. people to do stuff, you know? I think that's because you're a good person. So um, <laughs> otherwise, you know, you wouldn't feel that way. But I think that um, the one thing you have to keep in mind is people will, will like, do what they're saying, right? So like if they're saying like they actually feel the way they're saying they're they're not going to tell you like, hey, I'm cool with doing that if they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I've experienced so, that. But for the right. most part, I haven't. 
I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, I think as I sit here and listen to your 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 plan, your your future idea, I think it's really valuable. I mean, I I think that you could be the like GCN of women's mountain biking, and um, I think you. the I grassroots kind of uh, approach that you're taking. I think it, I think it's going to work out. I really do. Things I think it's, work a, out. it's a good, yeah, I think it's a good vision. I, I really do. Thank you. It, I, I, um, I mean, how could you go wrong when you put a bunch of people to, together that are all there for the same reason, you know, that they're all exactly. stoked about. So to, to me, I, I've always told my kids when they were growing up, just whatever you're really interested in, do that. You'll be successful. You know, and, and I think it's that same situation with what you're trying to build with, with your, your network is like a bunch of people doing what they're passionate about. It'll yeah. be successful. It's just, you know, sometimes maybe it's not going to be as successful in the amount of time that you want it to be in or like whatever there, there's always, um, like caveats or things that are bumps in the road or not what you yeah. expected and, and how you deal with that. That's the. That's the real like secret yep. sauce, you know, is like, how do you overcome those, that adversity of those type of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. It means a lot. I, uh, I, um, I, I think we have some really good things coming up this year and I'm hoping to, to level up as I like to call it, you yeah. know, really highlight some of the cool things that are coming out. I'm, I'm really stoked for crank where it's like the first time women are competing in the slope style. Like that's just amazing. Next up yeah. rampage. Like yeah. I wouldn't do yeah, what I, they did, but shit, give them yeah. the platform to do it. Right. I think, you know, like the more that you make videos, the better that you'll get at it. And I think having like being a woman walking up to women at that type of, of event and getting feedback from them is going to be much easier than yeah. it would be for like, like, let's just say we were at Crankworks and, and there's, you know, whatever woman that just finished this round, this ride. If I walk up to her versus you walking up to her, like she's going to feel more, more comfortable to talk to you. My assumption is, you, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Just, I mean, who just knows? because like people are people like, like yeah. a guy would feel more comfortable talking to another guy, just like a woman would feel more comfortable talking to another woman. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. No, you go. There you go. <laughs> Weird person, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I love what I'm doing now. I hope I get to do it full time within the next couple of years. I'm very realistic here, but. I just want to give people the confidence to ride their bike. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. Dude, when we were at Rome Fest a couple years ago, there was this woman shredding. She's 72 years old. That's Do crazy. you know what ride she was on? She was on huh. Highline. Oh, she, wow. was on, she was dropping into that chute into Highline at 72 years old. And I'm looking at her and I'm walking my bike down yeah. that thing. <laughs> and she's just like cruising it. Like, yeah. I want more women to see that, you know, like, it doesn't matter what age you are, what skill level you have, just, just ride your bike, yeah. man. And that's where I think like the better you get at video production, the better yeah. you'll be able to tell that story and the better yeah. that you can tell that story, the more engaging it will be. And the more, um, 
the easier it'll be to attract other people, you know? Like, yeah. hundred percent. Like that's the, that's the one thing where I think I was really impatient when I first started doing YouTube was I wanted to be making videos that I'm making now, but mm -hmm. like week one, you know, and, <laughs> and that was, um, at some points, um, paralyzing for me because yeah. I would be like trying so hard to make something good that it didn't look that way. So I would want to not want to put it out until it was getting that way. So then I would procrastinate and wait longer or I would, you know, whatever, like, and, um, realistically yeah. the best thing is just to like crank it out, do yeah. more, do more, do more. And the more you do, the better you get and you'll get there. And every, like, even for me, like still, it's not like I make amazing videos. And in my mind, every video that I make is the best one I've ever made. And then a week later, that one's not as good as the next one. You know, so. <laughs> but, I mean, I appreciate but, that. Any yeah. feedback, I'm open to criticism. I'm not one that, that gets annoyed when people send me criticism. I thrive on it because that's the only way that I'm going to improve. And I don't see it as something negative. Yeah. I see it as something positive. So if at any point you see something like just shoot me a text, be like, hey, Mia, how about this? Or maybe go about it this way. How, like, please tell me. I yeah. watch a lot of YouTube videos of you guys like you and and Tony, the outsider. He was the one I, I first started watching YouTube videos. Was turned, I geeked out when I met him <laughs> this yeah. year. He's you, such a cool fan, dude. Fangirled. <laughs> I fangirled. And my, my wife was like, please don't fangirl in front of Tony. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him that too. So, you know. But I've watched his videos a lot. And I've seen, I take pointers of like how you guys do your videos and what is engaging and how people transitions to voiceovers to all of that. Like I, I, I'm learning a lot and, um, yeah. yeah, anything that you can think of, like I'm, I'm open just, yeah. I yeah, won't really, not take it personal. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, honestly, there's so much to it that, um, I think as a normal person, you kind of take for granted when you watch a video, you don't really think about those things you're just like oh wow that was fun to work watch or you're like oh that sucked to watch and you don't really think about why you, you know and um those are things that you learn it just like anything it's just experience i my daughter has been editing some some videos for fun because that's what you do when you're 21 and uh <laughs> and the other day she made this edit and i was like i know for her she didn't really want to hear me like critique her you know, because mm -hmm. she's like, dad, this is like the first one. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to critique you. I just right. want to like tell you like some, something really simple and just hear me out, yeah. you know? And, and it was like on her transition from one scene to the next, like the music on the next scene was like, bam, you know? And, oh, and, it, yeah. and But it was good because it was like, but her transition, her actual transition was like a fade. So I right. was like, you know, that fade makes you feel like it's slowly coming, but right. the sound that you're doing is yes. like smack you in the face. Like you yes. want them to be the same. And she like, she, she listened to me and she's like, that really makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But it's like, yeah. those are things that you don't think about when you just watch TV or yeah. movies. You yeah. don't like. Yeah, I started true. doing that now that I've been editing more. I started paying attention to that even we were watching the amazing race last night. I was like, oh, shit, the transition on that to that. How yeah. they did this, like really tell it's how you tell the story. And you said something earlier about 
being really crippling, right? Like you're always mm -hmm. editing and you're always trying to make it right that you never, you get, I, I get like that to where like, fuck, this isn't good enough or I need to edit it more or I need to do this. My story isn't good. And I was, and my wife is just like, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? Like just yeah. put it out and it's a learning opportunity. So yeah. I'm starting to do that to where, I mean, even like Tony's saying, just jump in the pool, right? Just, yeah. just do it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to release a video tomorrow. I've been working on my editing. I've been working on uh call outs, you know, I've, I've learned to like add call outs to stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I, I do like some of the stuff that Drew does and I found some similar stuff. I don't want to seem like I'm copying him, but I think some of what he does can really resonate with the audience. And so I'm like, sweet, mm -hmm. let's see how it goes. And yeah, let me, let me know what you think of it when you watch it. Yeah. Later. yeah. Yeah, I like I like that um, the the video that I was watching earlier that Women of Oz one it had a really good uh, had a good vibe to it. You no, know? I appreciate um, that. Yeah, appreciate that. but it, it's it's things like you know you'll 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 figure it out. And I think Tony's advice is is really good. You know, just jump in because honestly, it you, you learn something every edit that you do. You know, yeah, and um, and I think that you know not everybody's advice is actually the best advice for you regardless mm -hmm. of what their experience level is, you yeah, know, and um, you'll find, you'll find your own way. I mean, it, yeah. that's me. Like, I mean, you'll emulate other people at times and you'll learn things from them or you'll, you know, but um, ultimately you're going to find your own path, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's like you can come up to a feature, right. And, and four different people see four different lines. Yep. It's the same way with, with doing a channel or, you know, like reaching out to people, making videos, but yeah. 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 yeah it's crazy. Once you start editing, how you watch TV differently though. I, oh I've, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I've definitely been with, there's one that I can't remember what movie it was. And it really bothers me because I remember when I watched the, watched it, I was like, oh my God, that edit right there, like the way that that was edited was so sick. And, and, and I remember like trying to explain it to my wife and she's like, yeah, um, whatever, you know, like it was a cool scene, you know? And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like what they did there. Like, yeah, no, it was cool. No, you don't get it. You look at things really differently. Yeah. And but. you can go down a rabbit hole with editing too. It's just so much fun. There's so many things you could do with it, but mm -hmm. yeah. I think it would be really fun for you to have, you know, different, um, the different, the different ladies that you're already working with to have them mm -hmm. either, maybe, maybe they don't want to learn how to edit, but they can film something and then send oh, you yeah. the, the footage and then you can tell the story that way or like, and yeah. you can even like tell the story with their story. So like, let's yeah. say that they, um, are doing a review of some product, right? And you just say, mm -hmm. hey, give me like two different angles and yep. talk about whatever. But then you can make your story like how how you how you've perceived what what she's yeah. saying. You know? Yeah. And, uh, We're actually working on that with Candace. Um Jess is taking her some equipment that I have uh so that she could film that stuff. And then we drop it into a WeShare file. And I edit it and we, we go from there, you know? So yeah, yeah. we're doing some of that stuff too. And when uh, uh, Becca goes to interview someone that's like in an enduro race, it's the same kind of thing. It's like her 
interviewing someone, getting the news aspect of it, sending it to me and we cut it and then put it on YouTube. So yeah, that's definitely something that we're working on. It's the logistics, right? Of like, how do you get such huge files to other people? And I know we file, we transfer is a good one, but then mm -hmm. if you're transferring after a certain amount, it's like a payment, whatever, I, we'll figure it out. But that is something we're definitely doing is like multiple women, the five of us doing different things. Because mm -hmm. like I said, it's not just me. I don't want it to be just me. I mm -hmm. want it to be everyone's perspective. That's part of the crew. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that stuff, the more time that you spend kind of like writing out your scripts or something like that, that would um, probably help. Like then, yeah. then you can kind of like get an idea. Hey, I just need you to film this, talk about this. And then yeah. um, it, it, it would definitely like for me, my, my whole production is myself. So mm -hmm. I, a lot of times I'm like making an edit and I'm like, oh, I need a shot of this. So I just go get it. You, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. but, like, but like, that's not very efficient, you know? And, uh, and especially if I was trying to like work with four other people, I'm like, Hey, drop everything you're doing. I need you <laughs> yeah. to say this real quick. Cause I changed my mind on what I'm doing. So, yeah. you know, that happened when we were doing something, we dropped a pants review, pants and shorts review part two. And each one of the ladies wrote a little bit on the pants and shorts that they had so that when I put it on the blog, it was their point of view of it. And I remember mm -hmm. two were missing and I had just launched it. We had already done the Insta post and all the things. And I was like, shit, Becca's thing is missing. And I was texting her frantically like, drop everything, write for me what you need. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes that logistics, but now we have a good groove. Like we have a content calendar. We have a calendar for when things are coming out, what we're doing. So um, I think we'll be a little bit more organized when it comes to wrangling five women who all want yeah. to put their thing out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like in, even in my, my head, like, let's just say it was the pants review, for example, you could have, um, like say there, you, you get one, you're not going to get like six pairs of pants from somebody. So you get the one that's in your size, but you could still send those to, the other girls and they could film themselves opening it up and being like, Oh, this is what I like the way that this looks. Oh, yep. I like the way that the material feels. Oh, this, this, uh, waste, the way this is, is, yep. you know, and you can get those different perspectives and then put them all together. And, um, I think that's a compelling story story then. 100%. And especially for somebody that is, you know, trying to get a different perspective on that product now they got mm -hmm. four people's perspective from coming and watching your one video yeah. so i think that the idea of your your network that's the part where like my mind whenever you're talking about is like wow there's a good opportunity there's a really good opportunity there a really yeah. good opportunity to, to um to tell some good stories so yeah 100 uh, yeah we did yeah. that we did a video with the four of us talking about every single pants and shorts that we had so mm -hmm. in each time, each one of us would say our perspectives. And then that tied into that blog post I was just telling you about. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, that's you on YouTube, do, you know. You could do the same thing with your podcast, too, where it's yeah. like, all right, this week's episode, we're just going to talk about clothes. You know, and yep. next week's episode, we're going to talk about saddles. And the next week's episode, we're just going to talk about how we feel about, like, our cockpit setup. You know? Yep. And, yep. and uh, like, I think that... Yeah. That, um, what's your how's your how's your podcast doing is it like getting pretty, pretty good, good. Downloads? like good yeah i mean the this year when i reached the end of it and uh i was looking at the data 
I was like, what the heck? We grew like 900 and something percent, so many downloads, so many. I, I couldn't believe it. And I'm a bit of a data nerd, so I love looking at that stuff. But when I was actually seeing the growth, I was like, shit, this is where I need to really start putting some effort into it too. And a lot of the things that uh, grew was when I was doing live podcasts just like this, because some women don't know that they can come on and ask questions. And if there's something there, people interact right on the spot, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. The podcast did, did really, really well. We got like 700% more followers. I mean, I don't know where they get these metrics from, but I was excited yeah. when I saw those numbers, yeah. you know, like, uh, 900% more listeners and downloads. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, shit, yeah, we got to keep doing this. So we have a ton of podcasts lined up over the next couple of months with women and some we're doing live, which is pretty cool. Some people mm -hmm. don't want to do it live. Have you have you come across that? Some people like don't want to record live or I think some people have that feeling because um like the potential pressure of it being live. But yeah. typically um I just try to like reassure people like just don't think about that aspect. It's just the us having a conversation and usually whenever yeah. you get to start talking, people um and if you're a good host and you're a good talker, I mean we've been having a great conversation, it's super easy. So I think that as long as you're you're like welcoming to people and and um you can carry a good conversation within a couple of minutes, yeah. they're 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 yeah. they already forget. You know, I, yeah. I can't tell you how many people have told me that there's no way that they're going to talk about whatever for two hours. Yeah. And yeah. I always tell them like, Oh, well, look, if we run out, I know, believe me, I'm not going to sit here and just drag it on and drag it on. If we run out <laughs> of things to talk about and it doesn't like seem like it's going anywhere, I'll wrap it up. So yeah. if that's 45 minutes, it's 45 minutes. But I'll just tell you my experience is it usually goes two hours and I say it's been two hours and people are like, wow, <laughs> you know, and, um, that's awesome like i had one one particular person where it was like they were like i haven't talked that long about anything in years and they were like yeah. it just really blew my mind they were like they were like if if you, they were like there's no way that this conversation is going to go more than 30 minutes <laughs> you know and and it was two hours and we were still rolling no problem you know it was like yeah, so could be an all day thing. No, I yeah. think when we're talking about bikes, it's just awesome community, yeah. what we're doing. Like, yeah, I love it. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah, I think that it's just, you know, it's whenever, um, um, you, you're passionate about something, it's really easy to talk about anything that you're passionate yeah. about. So, 100%. Yeah. When you do your interviews, do you like do research on the people beforehand or do you, um, yeah. what's, what's your, like, what's your strategy? Um, I, I do, I like to do a little research on them to know, uh, one that I'm not going to say anything stupid or mm -hmm. something that's old, yeah. but I, I like to do some research on them because I want to know, um, what to ask or what they have coming up. Sometimes I don't do a ton. I know a little bit about them and I want that to kind of be an organic surprise. So like what they're working mm -hmm. on, what's coming up next or, um, with Shelly from the fire team, for example, I knew a little bit about them cause I went on their website, but I had no clue on the entire background that she was talking about regarding how to start an enduro race, how her daughter was told girls don't race enduro. And mm -hmm. she was like, oh, well, then fuck this. I'm going to start a team. None of that was available to find. And so sometimes I like that surprise element of mm -hmm. because I think 
sometimes I'm so animated. Like when she told me that, I think I went, oh, what the fuck? Like it was a legitimate reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do and I don't. Um, I like to be prepared. And I also want the person to feel comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm not just here wasting their time. Like I'm, I'm interested in what they have to say. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I do. I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I don't usually look up anything. Oh, come like, on, Robert. Oh, I just watched your Women of Oz video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I was just like, when I when I watched that video, I didn't feel like I was like, and maybe this is my own, like, not, like I'm just being naive with myself. But like, to me, I was just like, oh, I want to see what's, what's on her YouTube channel. I was looking for uh, a picture to be able to put on the... Um, on the thumbnail and then i was like oh yeah. that looks interesting and then to me i felt like i was just being a consumer and i wasn't oh, necessarily awesome. like like being like uh like oh i'm gonna see what she's about and and typically uh, i i don't really like like to do any kind of ex like i don't like purposefully go look for stuff okay because i i just want to like have a natural conversation and um and I'm just like naturally inquisitive. So I feel like I'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes. I think the only person that I ever interviewed that I looked up beforehand to try what? to like make sure that I, yeah, it was Seth. I was nervous. To no talk way. To Seth. Really? You were nervous to talk to Seth? Yeah. That was the only one that I was really nervous on where I was, I, and I don't know, maybe I was like fanboying a little bit or I don't know. Like, I think. Even whenever I had him on the podcast, I had already met him in person. So it wasn't like, but it wasn't like, I mean, no. but I mean, like, what did you, what did you find? Did you do like a deep dive on him and like, look yeah. at all his videos? Like how far research did, I mean, how much research did you do on him? Well, let's be honest. I have ADD. So like, it was probably like 10 minutes, but that felt like a long time to me. <laughs> I like just put his name in Google and I was like, okay, well now I know where his house is. And uh, oh, God. that's hilarious. But, well, yeah. at least you, you did research. That's better than yeah. nothing. I felt like I, I was just really proud of myself. It was probably five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here, people. <laughs> then I got bored and started watching something else. I was like, oh, look at this Mr. Beast video over here on the side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to get a hold of Mr. Beast for you. Right. We need to do something with Mr. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, like even I had, I had Cam McCall on last week. I did look up something for him. Cause I just wanted to make sure like I, I understood, um, like kind of what his background was a little bit Yeah, because I don't follow professional mountain biking really at all. The only like professional mountain bikers that I know by name, I probably met you know what i mean so that's pretty uh, cool but but other than that it's like i don't really know anything like like i know the name richie rude right do i know yeah. like other than i know he rides yeti because i've seen that like plastered on some freaking you know thumbnail somewhere but other than that i don't really know is i mean I, i'm pretty sure he's not a downhill guy i, I think he's an enduro i don't know like, like I, don't, I don't know yeah. either. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not like I don't like I have other friends that are in in this um 
you know, in the, in the creator space. And they were like, oh, we were watching the UCI or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zero clue what you're talking about. And I honestly like, it's just not really interesting to me, you know? But on the other hand, I'll watch football. I mean, I like watching, I do like professional sports. I understand it, you know? So somebody says Richie Root or Rude was the junior DH world champ. See, go figure. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think he's a DH guy. And no shit. There you go. So. Well, you got it yeah. right. So round of applause for that. Yeah. For that yeah. I mean, I've told this story before on here, but I, a friend of mine introduced me to, um, oh shit. Now I'm forgetting his name. Anyways, I'm going to move on. It's going to be like some real big person. You're going to be like, uh, yeah, it is oh, actually. Yeah. Like, if I change, let's see here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to see if I can come up with it while we're talking. Because I, I am actually subscribed to the guy's YouTube channel now. But whenever I first met him, um, one of my friends, oh, Sam Pilgrim. <laughs> oh my God, are yeah. you serious? Yeah, I was, I was at, Sam Pilgrim. Yeah, and I was at um, Sea Otter. And he was actually with somebody else too, because some the guy that I'm that introduced me to him at the time was like teasing me about it just the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, it wasn't only only Sam Pilgrim that you didn't know; it was the other guy too." And so, anyways, like basically, like they they walk up and um, he's like, "Hey, this is a uh, Sam and whatever the other dude's name is." And dude, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. That's yeah, yeah. totally, totally no clue at all. I was like, Oh, hey, what's up, Sam? And he's like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, Right on. Well, you like bikes? Apparently, I like bikes. Right on. Catch you later. And then, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> my buddy's like, Dude, do you not know who the fuck that was? And I was like, No, Sam, you know, and he's like, <laughs> No, dude, that's like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Yeah, dude, I have no clue, man. I don't, I don't, I just don't know all that stuff. So um, but his shit's hilarious. Like if you watch yeah, his no, YouTube, really like good. his shit's hilarious. Today's gonna be epic because, yeah. like, I just love his shit. Yeah, I well, the stuff so you see him do, you're like, really, man. Like you, you really don't care about getting injured. You're like, nope. This like wooden frame bike that looks like it's barely together. He's like, I think I'm gonna try to do a, a backflip on it or some stupid. He shit. did you're it like, twice before it broke. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, what is with you, man? Made of bamboo. The dude's insane. The dude's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally funny. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's that. That's that's me in a nutshell when it comes to to pro racing or pro athletes as far as pro professional mountain bikers go. And yeah. so, like I said, with Cam, I, I and we're talking five minutes tops, like saw if he had a wiki page and you know it was like and yeah no. you know like somebody <laughs> I, I had posted the picture of him beforehand and i had just asked on on instagram was like hey what would you ask and because honestly i was like i don't know i'm, I'm just gonna talk bikes with this guy you know and somebody yeah. was like yeah these pedals you know his brother's pedals i was like i didn't know he had a brother i didn't know his brother was a professional <laughs> rider i also didn't know that they had the, you know, like their own line of pedals you know like to me it's just like that's not the world that i'm in but um maybe that's why i'm relatable on you know on, on this podcast it's just uh yeah. Not not everybody is into that. So, and sometimes that's okay. You know, I, I had a conversation with someone earlier, and they're like, "Oh, do you know who so and so is?" And I was like, "No, should yeah. I know who this person yeah. is?" <laughs> yeah, but I think some of that's good though, because uh, I mean, there's 
the more that you get in the industry, the more that you become like you 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 start to believe that everybody has that same like breadth of knowledge. And yeah. um and I've definitely even noticed that in my my own like experience of doing these channels for the last seven years. Like there's a lot of things that I kind of take for granted now that beforehand I I I wouldn't have even known, you know? And yeah. um and so I think it's good to have that, you know, it's good to have that fresh perspective because the most from, I would think that the most people they're, they're not, um, they're not all in, you know, they're not in the industry. Yeah. So for them, it's like, tell me, tell me like the basics, you know, or yeah. when I was doing the 90 second reviews, that's what it was like. My, my thought process was when you're on this trail and you ask your buddy like, Hey, do you like those pedals? They don't talk to you about it for 15 fucking minutes right no. they're like they're no. like yeah these are rad and it's because these pins come out super easy and they cost this much and then you're done you know so it's yep. like it's yep. not like let me do a production with you know freaking 15 b-roll shots and and drone and it's like to talk about <laughs> pedal like get the hell out of here man you know so sometimes less is more yeah yeah totally. and that's one of the cool just, things like alexis sorry go ahead no go for it Alexa started doing the gear Wednesdays and it's basically 45 seconds of like today she did like the shop punk pump. Mm -hmm. Um, last time she did a bag and then she did pedals. So it's, it's like in 45 seconds, here's what's good about it. Here's what we like. Boom. Done. You know, like yeah. you don't need, like you're saying a ton of stuff. Sometimes you want to do something a little bit more, but for the most part, people's attention span of like what, 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about trying to revive that whole thing and, and doing it on that the like a 60 second kind of format so that I could do it in like shorts or or reels yeah. or whatever, TikTok, you know, just because um I the one thing that I found when I was doing the 90 second reviews was man, you really gotta be like decisive about what information that you're gonna say in that amount of time. Like yeah, what actually means the most to you, you know? So what I would do is I started trying to like talk as fast as I could to get everything out, but it'd be like, <laughs> holy shit. Even then it's like some things it's like, there's so much good that you want to talk about it where, where yeah. you, you actually have to sit down and be like, okay, well, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. So these are the things that I can get out in this amount of time. And that's what means the mm -hmm. most. And, um, then you'd see it in the comments. Well, you didn't say anything about this. It's like, fuck, dude, I only had 90 seconds, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the clock? <laughs> you should do a part one and part two. <laughs> right? Tricked you 180. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah like, so. Click here for more. Yeah, yeah you should. Right. Why not? Yeah. I want to see yeah. those. Yeah. You know, that's the fun thing about, you know, doing this stuff like creatively is like you can watch somebody else's stuff and kind of get inspired by that. And, and um, I don't know, I think that realistically, the reason that I have a YouTube channel is probably the same thing as you is that you're a creative person. There's so many people that I've talked to that do YouTube that also have like been a musician, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's just a, it's a creative thing. And I think that's really what it comes down to is just like, you're, you're a creator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a different form, right? Because for me, it's kind of yeah. new, but you're right. When you think about it, I always say I'm not creative, but then 
to come up yeah. with shit. So I guess that's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I t- I told what did I tell my wife on this that I wasn't like uh I was like, oh, I'm not very crafty, and she's like, uh, really? And, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not like super crafty, and she's like, dude. <laughs> Like seriously, she's like, you have like a 3D printer, you've got a cricket, you make t-shirts, you make stickers, you like make videos. She's like, I don't feel like you really are in touch with who you are. And I was like, hmm. she's got a point, like, Robert. You're crafty AF. Yeah. I was like, I feel like on a sudden, now I'm feeling like I'm wrong. Oh god, that's yeah. hilarious. But I think it's for me, it's just I just like to make stuff. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I just like to create things, whether it's, you know, a shirt or a, something that I like and air quote engineered, you know, like um, it's just really fun to make something that wasn't anything before. And whether yeah. that's, you know, capturing it with video or like with a photograph or, or whatever, I think that's, that's really fun. And then to be able to like sh- have platforms like we do, like YouTube yeah. and Instagram and TikTok and, and all that, you know, like to be able to, to put it out to the world and then get feedback. Yeah. Like, that's rad. You yeah. Know? That's really Especially rad. when it's good feedback. Yeah. Um, right. When, when Jess was here, she stayed five days with us last week and she was like, dude, I had no idea you were a drummer. And I showed her my old Instagram for my drumming days. And mm-hmm. she was like, this is really good. Like, why don't you do this anymore? And I'm like, cause I have the time. Right. And then I told her that I started doing YouTube videos in 2002 of my drumming. Mm-hmm. And then I quit cause I moved here and I didn't have this resource to do it. And I thought, shit, if I was still doing YouTube videos, like 20 years, can you imagine like the amount of shit I probably would have been doing back now with drumming? Like that would have been a dream. You move yeah. to LA and then it shatters your goals. It shatters your dreams. You know, did you go there for music? Yeah, well, I followed a, a girl, as one does, mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, yeah, ended up going back to school here, and then that's where I met my my now wife, and then when the laws mm-hmm. changed, we were able to get married, and she was able to get me here on a permanent residency, and I just got my citizenship last year, two years ago, Fair so I got three citizenships well, now. Where are you a citizen at? Uh, I was born in Brazil, so I have my Brazilian passport, um, and Australia, I was raised in Australia since I was... Eight. Then I moved here. We're at, we're at in Australia. Melbourne. Melbourne, That's... Victoria, Brett, born in Brett. Well, not born in Brett, but raised in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. I just said that out loud. <laughs> That's on the I'm, East Coast? No, that, yeah, uh, Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Have you been there? No, I've always wanted to go to Australia. I just haven't gone yet. But when, like, when I was a young kid, my last name Schumacher, so obviously my my heritage is German. So I always wanted to go to Germany my entire life. And part of the reason yeah. that I, uh, or when I joined the military, I had to put in my contract that I would be going there. And so after I got to Europe, I, I was like, man, like, what do I want to do? What's my new goal? You know? Yeah. And I always wanted to go to Australia. That, that was when I came up with Australia. And um, so apparently... I've been doing a very good job at that one because it's been like 30 years and I still haven't managed to buy. I mean, (laughs) you gotta go. My, one of my brothers lives on Manly beach in Sydney. So if you need someone to tour you around, I'm happy to connect you with my brother in Sydney. And, um, Australia is just amazing. I, every time I go back, 
I, the one thing keeping me from staying is it's just so far away from everything. Like it's yeah. 20 hours to Europe. It's 16 hours here. It's 18 hours to Africa. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, the Asian countries is really close. Don't get me wrong, which is great. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want to go to Europe, you want to come to America. Like it's a fucking hike, dude. It's just so yeah. far away. But I think when my wife and I are older, we are going to retire there because everything is free. And, mm-hmm. uh, they take care of the elderly way better over there than they do over here. Right. Unless you got, unless you're, unless you're just freaking rolling in the money from your women's MT, MTV network, you never know. You could just be swimming we'll see. in dollars. You know? We'll see. <laughs> Wish like, me luck with that friend. <laughs> right. You're like, you know, I don't need healthcare. I'll just buy a hospital. Let's <laughs> have doctors on call whenever I need to. <laughs> right. Just ring a little bell. Somebody else is like, did you want more tea? You're like, no, I wanted a fucking doctor. Go do something. <laughs> yeah. You like the queen. That's oh, man. <laughs> yeah. When I first came to California, I came to California to be a rock star. So that's why people always ask me how I got here. It was the same thing. We need to start a band. What do you play? Right. I play guitar, but not yes. as much as I used to. So Okay. Well, I mean, shit. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you what, man. It. I got a couple of songs in my in my uh, karaoke forte that uh, man I'll bring down the house with. So <laughs> what what are they? My number one go to every single time is uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive." I can I can really like do that one. Really You're a Bon Jovi good. fan, okay? Okay. I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, but I'm really good at that song. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, I did this. I this one time they had this. Uh, this live band karaoke uh-huh. and so like this band would come and they had you know maybe it was like 50 or 60 songs that you could choose from right yeah so yeah. and then but it was like you're singing with a real band you know <laughs> and uh i did that song and it was a pretty full bar at the time and like even the guys and the the, the musicians they were like dude that was sick man that was so fun <laughs> i was like right on man. that was good <laughs> yeah yeah we need to dude i think we need to start an mtv band yeah there you go i know, I know. bobo Bobo's a pretty good musician there you go he's also in the uh in that the music industry for a while so there's a it. lot of guys. I think the other day, somebody, I want to say that the Lone Ranger plays bass. Ryan? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's a lot of YouTubers that all play some kind of instrument. I bet you Tony plays guitar. He seems like a guitar kind of guy. He seems like a very talented person who could do anything. So let's get Tony to do something. Maybe yeah. Tony, if you don't play an instrument, you could sing for us. Yeah. See, we need a well, singer. Unless it's dead or alive, you're not singing. <laughs> you could acapella. But we do, will we do covers or just like all original stuff? Why don't we do both? Like I'm a rock person. I am a '90s rock person. Yeah. What's your favorite so, '90s rock band? Oh fuck! I mean, does the Foo Fighters still count? <laughs> That's they're my number one. But favorite. What's your 90s number one band? That's, That's my your number, number one band. band. It's either oh, it's man. either Foo Fighters or Tool. Or the Deftones. Yeah. Uh, but Pearl Jam is like a classic 90s band. Yeah. I really like Pearl Jam. The Chili Peppers that grew up on the Chili Peppers. Um, when, when you say Foo Fighters, the first thing like that comes to my mind, is because I'm a huge Nirvana fan, and oh, yeah. uh, my buddy in high school had this like Cobain poster in his room, and he had written on the bottom of it, 
it's all because of you we have the fighters foo <laughs> oh my god Come and like when on. you said foo fighters that's the first thing that comes to my mind is that poster i'm like damn it so okay i like the foo <laughs> fighters because i started playing the drums when i was 13 i'm all self-taught by the way mm-hmm. i watched alanis morissette in concert when i was 13 and her drummer was taylor hawkins who then mm-hmm. became the drummer of the Foo yeah. Fighters. Yeah, and yeah. so I used to be that nerd that would watch MTV with my with my VHS tape and I would record videos. So I would sit there and like press stop or whatever. And then I remember exactly when Monkey Wrench came on and I was like, fuck, I know that. I didn't even know who Dave Grohl was. I was like 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the dude, that's the drummer. And that's how I liked the Foo Fighters. That's how uh, I started to play the drums. Like it wasn't even, wasn't even grohl and i've seen dave grohl well i haven't my wife's seen dave grohl around here in the valley a few times and she mm-hmm. would always text me like i've seen dave grohl and i'm like go get an autograph yeah she's like he's such no. a rad guy like honestly i've watched a bunch, bunch of uh interviews with him and stuff like that he's he really is truly, truly yeah. a talented person so yeah 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 smashing pumpkins that's another one grew up on the smashing pumpkins that's another 90s band yeah. alice in chains that was a good one. Um, I, yeah. You know, Candace, Candace here is mentioning No Doubt. I just yeah. saw today that No Doubt's getting back together to play Coachella. Yeah, they are. I I bought their record Orange County in 96, 95. And I didn't even know what Orange County was. Like, I was just a kid living in Australia, not knowing what the hell I was right. singing about. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, No Doubt's yeah. coming back, damn. See how yeah. they do. Their drummer broke their... I almost lost his finger or something. Let's see how he's doing. Interesting. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Jane's Addiction. Oh, so many 90s bands coming up right now. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, it's funny. Like, you know, a lot of times people really identify with the music that they were like maybe younger with, like high school or middle school or whatever. And, um, I really, I, I'm a I'm a big music fan, and mm-hmm. I definitely like listen to all those bands. And at the time, it was to me I'm like completely equal opportunity. Like it didn't matter if it was rock or rap or yeah. you know, country or whatever. It's like obviously or not obviously, but like my my core was was rock. But yeah, I find myself more than anything still listening to classic rock though. Like I feel yeah. like. I don't know what it is about like that time between like the seventies and maybe early eighties of stuff that was just like, man, they just put out some just phenomenal music that mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know what's different. You know, maybe we need to go back to smoking like low grade weed again or something like that. <laughs> Lots of it. Some, and, some LSD. And, yeah. Music will get good again. Let's make music great again. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know. It's definitely, um, I don't, I don't know. Some of those songs are just they're, they're just they feel so timeless, you know. They do. You're right. You're right, and you can see the inspiration from the musicians thereafter doing the same thing. Like that's why yeah. I wanted to be an ethnomusicologist because I wanted to study the sociology theory on uh, collective effervescence, and I wanted to study how people are all in the same frame of mind when they listen to a song, and how the influence of music has gone from the last 60 years, but maybe that's for another lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe you get into it on, uh, on YouTube as a side gig later on, you know, (laughs) maybe we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens.
what are you looking forward to with the women's network this year um doing some travel and meeting some people across the country um and also in australia when i go back to australia at the end of the year um i'm looking forward to some of the reviews and videos we're going to put out um and just connecting with women out there i'm i'm stoked that i have my little team all these amazing ladies who are donating their time as i say donating volunteering same thing you know mm -hmm. <laughs> to be to make this this dream that we all have come together um mm -hmm. and hopefully meet you in sedona we could do a video together we could do a 90 Dude. second review video in sedona <laughs> 60 we need to make it 60 it has <laughs> yeah, to be a 60, real 60 right yeah. for the short yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I, hopefully we can we can meet before then. Aren't you um, coming up to this area to go to Santa Cruz or something like that? Yeah, we're going next week, so maybe I'll hit you up. Yeah. Are yeah, you going to be sure. around next weekend? I'm not, unless I'm dead. I should be in the area. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know yeah, hit me up. Man. You never yeah, know when you're not going to wake up. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're going to be in Sedona too, like a week before. We're going to be there for like eight days. So if you happen to come early too, we can always just hang out, grab a drink or a ride or something. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll definitely um, more than likely, my plan is probably going to be get in Thursday morning, ride ride uh, South Mountain because that's what I always do, and then yeah. um, then go from there, be at the festival until Monday morning, and then fly fly out Monday sometime. So. That'd be my plan. Well, we'll hang That's out some way plan. or another. Yeah. You're a loose yeah, plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, generally speaking, it's really easy to bump into everybody right around five listening to the band drinking good beer. So um, there you go. Yeah. That's but, what we're going to do. Meet you there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, hey, it's two hours right here. We are like wrapping it all Dude, up. Dude, two hours? It doesn't feel like two hours at all. It never does. <laughs> what, uh, I always have to ask fun. people. I always like to ask people, what YouTube channels do you like to watch? Regardless of it. Has oh, man. You life. guys are going to judge me so hard right now. No, you guys right. are going to judge me so hard. Um, Let's hear it. Well, I, in terms of mountain biking, I watch uh, Tony, you, and Alex, and um, Sid and Mackie. I love Sid and Mackie stuff. And um, Heather Muneev. I like her stuff. Mm -hmm. But some of the go-to stuff I like, too, is weird. Like, I used to have this really big fear of snakes. Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where like, I wouldn't ride my bike in the summertime because I was so deadly afraid of running into a snake. And then I started <laughs> watching this kid. Uh, his name is uh, Chandler. It's Chandler's Wildlife. And the, the kid is insane, but I love watching his stuff because I think he's a true conservationist at the end of the day. And he has some amazing snakes, all venomous, by the way, that he just like free handles. The, the gear I, I mean, girl pops in and says his... she likes anything with snakes. Yeah, yeah. Alexis has been to my house long enough to see my fascination <laughs> with snakes. It's crazy, dude. And then I ran over a rattler about six months ago, and it struck at my wife. She was right behind me. I ran oh, over right. it. I lifted my feet off the pedals, and I turned around, and I just see the snake like go and went right under her down tube. It was a scare. It was oh, so wow. fucking scary. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, snake stuff, Alexis. God, thank you for adding me on the uh, weird snake stuff. <laughs> I, <appreciate> <laughs> <laughs> I have a video. Uh, actually, I think the clip is in my Fazari video of uh, me and a rattler not too long ago. And I hit some octaves that I didn't think I could hit. So. <laughs> I need to go. I must have missed that one. All uh, right, yeah, adding it yeah, to my uh, cute yeah. here. 
Yeah, go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on that one. If if you watch it and it's not on there, let me know. I'll send you the Patreon cut because I made a, yeah. a, a cut for Patreon only that was just like me screaming like a little bitch. And <laughs> it's it pretty funny. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I can. I can it happens to the best of us though, dude. Like I thought I screamed snake and my wife mm. said, no, you just screamed and you yeah. just lifted your, I just saw your feet come off the pedals like this. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's the scariest shit ever because I knew it was a rattler. That's the weird thing. Like I see king snakes, I see other stuff, but when you, when it's a rattlesnake, it just scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, the problem with seeing one on the trail like that is then your brain for like the next four or five weeks, anything that is remotely straight is like, it's a snake. <laughs> yep. It could be a shadow yep. from a tree branch a mile away and you're like, it's yes. a snake. <laughs> oh my God. And, it, and that's why my ride, my wife rides in front now, because I was starting to do that. She was getting really freaked out because I'd be like, Ugh! you know, I just like twitch. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much for, for hanging out with me and all, all the other uh, micro bar patrons. Uh, everybody else that's pulled up a stool tonight or is listening in the future. Um, thank you for, for hanging out. It was a really good conversation. Yes. I think what you're doing is a good thing, Mia. So. I'm, I'm really excited to see what you guys do in the next year. And those of you guys that aren't familiar with her channel, go check it out. She's got a website. She's got a, a YouTube channel. She's got an Instagram. She's got a Facebook page. So just look yeah. for women's MTB uh, network. network. I think the, the Facebook one might be like women's mountain bike network or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that handle was taken or something, but either way yeah. you'll find it. It looks like the logo that's on the thumbnail or um, yep. it, it, it'll come up. It, it's like, it's definitely going to be the top search, top, yeah. top hit for you. So go check that Thanks out. So if you're much. on YouTube, um, there's a link in the show more. You can just click that, go over there, give her, give her a, a, a subscribe and show her some support. Her channel is pretty new. So it is um, de definitely like getting some extra subscribers would, would be good. Good for her. So do that. Thank you so much. And, uh, Robert. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. 100%, you know, and while you guys are on Instagram, if you haven't given me a follow, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. Like I said earlier, definitely, if you're thinking about getting a new bike, check out Fazari. Really loving that, that LaSalle. And uh, if you want some new, if you want some new gloves, maybe you're looking for something fun, pick up that, that black flag uh, pattern over at, at Tasco. Like I said, use yeah. code B1KER, save some money. It'll, 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 uh, it'll, it'll be yeah. a little nice, a little more friendly on the wallet for you there. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you just want to do something for free, remember it only takes a bike to be a biker, get out and be one. <laughs>